Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, November 8, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we have election day. We've got some volatility entering the market, and that was somewhat expected. Whether the market goes up or down as a result of the election remains a mystery. We'll likely find out more as we get into tomorrow and beyond. But let's just throw this out there that there may be a delay based on some states having a runoff, reporting, counting, all this kind of stuff. So in the end, if that's delayed by a few days, so be it. But the market is the market. And right now, she was trying to push higher today. First, we're going to go over the things that jump off the page on the daily chart, a few other charts. We'll go around the horn, and we're going to do the assessment being the umpire calling balls and strikes. So as it stands now, they're still doing the same thing they were doing over the last few days. They made another higher low. We talked about this yesterday already. So they made a low, a higher low, and then last week they make another higher low on the retest of the inverse head and shoulders neckline. We're only speaking technicals. The reason the market bounced for me is the technicals. For some of you may be the election, the news items, Russia, China, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. For me, it's the technicals. They came for a back test. Whatever news item aligned with that, so be it. Now what they're doing is they're doing what we discussed last night, which is climbing the next breakdown candle in the sequence. What is that? Right here, that's the breakdown candle, and they started climbing it today, trying to get closer to the top. Now, they were rejected around midday back down after pushing higher in the morning, making a nice eating time off the clock bullish pattern for a while, and then all of a sudden, somebody pulled open the trap door, and they fell through. What you'll find interesting later when we take a look at the notes from inside the numbers is what'll be interesting where they fell to and where they had a reversal from. You'll see that posted early in the morning and then they took off to the upside. We did have a trade. We'll go over that. And then they came right back to the place that we would have bought anyway. We'll leave it as funny how that works. It'll become clear later when we go inside the numbers. So what are the obvious options from here? And I don't mean to be Captain Obvious, but let's just lay out what the obvious scenarios are. Let's say whoever, whether it's Team A or Team B, wins the election, it doesn't matter, they decide to kill the tape. Then we would say that they have a, some kind of wedgish, bearish pattern going on here, and that'll result in another move lower. That could start off the next move lower. Mind you, we are in a bounce in a continuing downtrend. I say that every night because it's true. They can begin to fall from anywhere. However, we still have a couple of things going that we can't ignore until what? Until they're off the table. Inverse head and shoulders neckline, we just talked about that. As long as price is above that neckline, more upside is on the table. Now let's talk about where does that upside take price? Well, first is the high of the breakdown candle, and then right there you have 
the former high. We talked about this last night. Market ran up there and was rejected. Therefore, we know the market thinks that price is important. So running a test is also an option. Getting above is option number two. This is as long as they stay above the neckline of the inverse head and shoulders pattern. Now, let's say they get above. Where are they going? What are the numbers that are above the recent high where price would get sucked up into with a magnetic thing going on that draws price in? I've got two numbers up there. One is a spike of 393. Another is a spike of 396. We're just going to round it in the middle somewhat and call it in the vicinity of 395, give or take. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. I'm not suggesting it's easy to get up there. I'm not suggesting they will get up there. What I am suggesting is if we see the market up there, that would be an opportunity because she wouldn't necessarily be able to waltz right on through under normal garden variety conditions. That may represent a short opportunity, but it's also a real-time type of situation. You have to see how the market gets in there, when it gets in there. Do they put in a sign and or signal of a trend change? One of the things that's taught in the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader. All that stuff is on the table. There's another interesting little component today. You'll notice where the closing price was, right at 382. When we go to inside the numbers, which will be in a few moments, you'll also notice from the early morning trade what the first real target was. Not the scalp portion of the trade, but the exit target was what? It was a spike above 382. The fact that the market came down to that number today on close tells me that was an uber important number, maybe even more than I thought it was this morning. Either way, it was a good exit. Holding a trailer was fine. We'll get into that later. But let's just wrap up the daily chart. Net-net, below the neckline, trapdoor situation. Could be bearish flaggish pattern, bearish wedgish pattern. Could be if they get below the neckline, again, trapdoor situation. That's the bear case. Let's say this is a wedgish kind of thing going on. You won't really know it's a failure until they get below the neckline. If they start pushing higher, I'm not sure that this will be a short opportunity, but I think there is one slightly higher. Should be some fireworks as a result of the election. They started to move them a little bit today. The range expanded. We had some intraday activity. Expect them to keep it moving over the next several days. Remember, we had the tinfoil hat event this morning, that doesn't mean on the dime the market's going to do something and keep doing it for a month or two months or three months. That's not the way it works. Think of it like this. You walked through a doorway into another period of time with a whole nother situation full of things going on. Different kinds of tensions, different kinds of things that impact emotions. We don't necessarily find the exact things that impact us right at the doorway. It could take a little while to get into the next room. As they say in the astro world, in the next house. Thought this one was interesting. The 120 minute chart or two hour variety chart, above all the moving averages, the market had a sell off today to run a test of some lower stuff, 
but immediately recovered. And what are they doing? Well, essentially, what they're doing by the end of the day is they're just eating time off the clock on the 120-minute chart. Yeah, they put in a little tail candle, but it's in the middle of the chart. We don't really look at that one. So you've had a move higher and a little bit of eating time off the clock. Maybe they do it a little more in a range, but this is a bullish, flaggish kind of situation that generally results in another move in the northern direction. I like to look at things from several different flavors. Let's check out inside the numbers. It was turnaround Tuesday and election day. I hope everybody voted that's eligible to vote. And if you're not eligible to vote, don't. So again, at zero dark 30, I'm kind of reiterating some of the things that we just went over. Let's start with the concept that the real excitement won't begin until the election results become a known known. We'll know a lot of it tonight. We may not know all of it tonight. For now, we focus on the intraday movements in both directions, starting with a push higher. Remember yesterday where if above the hourly chart breakdown candle high, it would open the door for another leg higher. As of this morning, they're doing the other leg higher. They're in the middle of the next leg higher. And where are they continuing to slowly climb the big breakdown daily chart candle? Then they did the thing where they just missed. We had 380.75. They did that yesterday. Narrowly missed. We've seen this routine before. We talk about it all the time. They do it with gaps. They do it with other things. It gives you a hint that the actual destination is not that number, but it's another number beyond that number. So we've seen this routine before. If they jump over it today or simply push above, the door opens for a spike above, and there's that 382 number. This was at zero dark 30. Now check this out. On a continued melt-up, again, long before the market opens, this is zero dark, the next magnet will draw a price up to 384.50 to 385 zone, which is the next prize on the docket for the bulls. Now let's just pause here for a second, get our faculties on the chart. Five-minute chart, right at the vertical is today's activity. The horizontal line running at the top of the screen is exactly 385. That was the prize today. The prize means that's like a finishing point. That means that if they get up there, it's unlikely there's another number higher. There could be. They started eating time off the clock, so they were getting indications. They were giving, I should say, indications that they were going to have another move higher out of this eating time off the clock, bullish, flaggish kind of situation going on here. But then they just fell out of bed, and you don't know they're going to fall out of bed, but the earlier concept was 384.50 to 385 was the prize. That means they could get there, they don't have to get there, but if they're going to get there, it's likely going to be a stopping point under normal garden variety conditions. Wait, there's more. Flip side is standard garden variety similar to yesterday. We start with the gap left open around 380. This starts to set up the morning trade. You'll see that in a few moments. It's centered around the pivot that we talk about each and every day. There's generally a trade either away from or to the pivot. And throughout the day, we may have multiple pivots. The market may trade around the number, which creates a pivot. And if they get above, it's going to go to the next one. If they stay below, then it goes to the next one down south. That, by definition, 
is a pivot. If below begins to open the door for testing of some southbound lane numbers down around 378, give or take. How you doing? The lower line is at 378. All this was at zero dark 30, long before the market was opened for business. It pays to know your numbers. Let's move along, see what we have as the day begins to get underway. 9.07, here's where we are. Plenty of time to set the day up, to set the stage for the morning trade. If we're going to get above or open above 380.75, the door opens for a spike of 382. So that's the long trade. If they're gonna start pushing up, we know the target is going to be a push above or a spike above 382. Write that down. This is how we treat the morning. I don't mean write it down now. Just write it down in the morning at 9.07 as we're going along. Put it on the chart. Now, 382 can be overhead resistance and cause a reaction back down in the other direction. However, the important place is up around 384.50 to 385. So let's decipher this. 382 is important. It's overhead resistance. But the important place, the real important place, the prize is 384.50 to 385. Under normal garden variety market conditions, there would be a reaction from a spike above 382 for a scalp quality trade. That's a small trade, trader's choice. Closing candles above 382 and a quarter is the beginning of the vacuum situation for the next leg higher to where? Right, 384.50 to 385. Here it comes. If there's a shakeout operation, they'll want to fill the gap around 380, give or take, maybe spike it to scare everyone off. If they do scare everyone off, they'll start getting below 379.40 and the door will open for a spike of 378. We saw that in the afternoon, but not this morning. Morning schematic. So basically what we're saying is we're buying around 380, down to 379.40. If they start getting below that, it's going to start to look wrong. That's the translation. Then at 921, just to be clear, there's two possible plays. Long, if they get down to around 380 and likely a spike of it. Short, for those who are willing with a spike above 382. Both not sure yet. So it's kind of one or the other. Do they take off and run to 382? That may be a short... Do they drop them in a shakeout operation? We're buying around 380. Let them run up to 382. That was the schematic. And there's your morning trade. The middle line is 380. We're buying right over here. We're riding it up. The target is to take profit along the way, but the target was right here at 382. Now, they did keep going. You don't know they're going to do that at the time. But in addition, if they're going to push higher, we know where the prize is going to be. It's going to be 384.50 to 385. The entire schematic was laid out before the market even opened. That was 921. You saw the whole thing. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart and double check the work. It's all in here. The guidance is in here. The tour guide information is in here. The numbers are in here. The what ifs are in here. The whole thing is in here. Read the notes, pause the video, go back to the chart to double check the work. Stocks on the move. We had a floater operation this morning. A lot of stuff was just getting a float out of the gate. 
However, we had a few issues on the board. Only one hit its objective. We'll take a look at PRGO. Another one came close, but no cigar. Here's a 60-minute chart of Medtronic MDT. The number on the board was 79.51. You can see here in the first candle of the day, the low was 79.72, and they had a rip-roar and rally away from it. So too bad that one didn't trigger. This one did. Not the greatest trade on the board, but profitable nonetheless. They didn't stop at the first number. They didn't stop at the second number. They went to the third and then back up. So traders that painted by the numbers, they were fine. They got out with a profit. Still, the minimum required base hit was available. And then the takeaway is the numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? What's jumping off the page on the daily chart? Well, the first thing that jumps off the page on the daily chart is a similar setup that we found on the SPY, but this one is a little more obvious, a little more prevalent. We have a move downward, and we really have a more prevalent, in my opinion, it's really similar, but more standout-ish to me, is one of these bearish wedgish patterns that will result in an ensuing move to the downside. Now, here's the thing. So for the last several days, not including yesterday, I'm just talking about last week, we had relative strength in the IWM, and it proved out where everything did end up going higher in the end. While the relative strength in Camp IWM was giving us clues, we deal with what's going on at present, and at present, it's a bearish pattern, a very paltry slash meager bounce. The XLF will meet them in the middle. It's kind of a tweener. They're approaching the former highs. They tested it today. They haven't got above. That doesn't mean they won't. So there's nothing wrong with the financials. The financials is still in a short-term uptrend amongst or within a longer-term bear market bounce. No change from what we discussed last night for the XLF. About Smash Mouth, the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index. Guess what? They filled the gap. Nice job. Nice move. Up 2.11%. That's a canary in the coal mine for the tech space. If the tech space gets going, the rest of the market's going to lift along with it. It'll be traveling in the northern direction all the same. So whether the transports is a canary in the coal mine, whether the semiconductors are a canary in the coal mine, they can both be canaries in the coal mine, they're both acting very, very well. We have Smash Mouth, the transports, the financials, all saying there's nothing wrong with the market just yet. We're still in a short-term uptrend. That will change when it does, not when a trader, me or you, your next-door neighbor, your cousin's brother, not when we or they want it to change. I suspect we'll get some kind of a wild evening in the futures market. We should get a wild day tomorrow. They're going to move them one way or the other. It's a wait-and-see situation. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.